Where are my perfectionists at? Who out there listening identifies themselves as being a perfectionist? I know I did. And I still do struggle with perfectionism. Just like I'm a recovered people pleaser, I'm also a forever recovering perfectionist because I really don't think it ever goes away. It's just all about being mindful of it now. And what I know is saying I am a perfectionist is the same thing as saying I am toxic. And that quote comes from an Instagram account called The Advanced Bitch, which I recommend you following if you don't already. And perfectionism really is toxic. And in this episode, I'm going to talk all about perfectionism, what it is, why is it toxic, what are some signs that you're struggling with it, and what are tangible ways you can move past it. We're getting to it in three two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week, I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. Today we're talking about perfectionism and friends, I am a recovering perfectionist, as I'm sure many of you listeners are as well. And I know I used to think of it like a a really positive thing, like it's a badge of honor. In the same way that someone would say, hey, my name is Amber, my favorite food is pizza, I would think, oh, my name is Amber and I'm a perfectionist and I have a dog named Penny. Like I just thought it was a part of who I was. And even so much to the point where like in interviews when they would say, what are your three strengths? I would say, I'm a perfectionist. And then when they would say, what are your three weaknesses? I would say, well, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> and, and it's true, like anything else, there are positives to being a perfectionist, but there are also negatives. And I would say the positives aren't real. <laughs> we tell ourselves there's positives, but really there's not because Being a perfectionist and being hardworking aren't the same thing. And I used to think that that they were. So I would think I need to be a perfectionist because it defines my, my work capabilities. And it defines my character. It defines that I'm a good person because I'm a perfectionist and I'm a team player. But really it's grounded in a false reality. So if I had to name what are the positives of being a perfectionist? Perfectionists are usually hardworking, I will say. And I would also say they're very critical on themselves. So perfectionists usually need an extra dose of self-compassion. And they also need an extra dose of love. So check on your perfectionistic friends. (laughs) Check on yourself as well because perfectionism involves a heck of a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, a lot of, criticism, self-criticism. So there's 
way more negatives than positives when it comes to perfectionism. And looking back, I wish I didn't include that as a strength because if anything, it has paralyzed me way more than it has moved me forward. And it set me up as a prime candidate for burnout. And perfectionism is prated around like a badge that you should you should all want. We should all want to be a perfectionist. But I really want to change that rhetoric to perfectionism is toxic. And it's toxic because, as I mentioned, it's grounded in a false reality. What do we know to be true? You can't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Unless you're a programmed robot, you're not perfect. Welcome to the club. We are all imperfect. And when we subscribe to beliefs that are grounded in, in no sense of reality, we set ourselves up for failure. We set ourselves up to cause chaos in every area of our life, whether it is in the workplace, romantic relationships, friendships, family, you name it. Striving per- for perfection is not the same as wanting to be excellent or wanting to be a hard worker. So what are the signs that you could be struggling with perfectionism? Some some clear indicators are all or nothing thinking, being highly critical, being motivated by fear, having unrealistic standards, being results focused, being depressed about unmet goals, procrastinating, defensiveness, and low self-esteem. And let me tell you, All of these have showed up for me and I've seen them show up in many, many different forms within the lives of my clients as well. So all or nothing, all or nothing thinking that that's pretty self-explanatory. That's black or white thinking. If I can't be perfect at this, I'm going to quit. Or if I am not perfect at this, I must be a moron. Or if I can't go to the gym every single day, I must be a reject and I must stay in bed and not move my body at all. It's like approaching goals with that all or nothing mentality as well. Sometimes it could show up in tandem with procrastination. If I can't do this and be be 100% perfection, I'm just not going to do it at all. I'm going to waste a lot of a, to- a lot of time changing it and rechanging it. And it's really taking your mind to a place that you really start making stuff up. So say you get feedback on something, and all of these kind of tie in with one another. You get feedback from your boss, and instead of just looking at it for what it is and and assessing what is useful, what is not useful, it's instead getting defensive and thinking, I gave this so many hours, I compromised so many things to turn in this project, and this person still thinks it's crap, so I'm going to get defensive about it. Or it could be, I must be a moron. I'm going to beat myself up about it. And you know that you're a perfectionist when doing less scares you. When the thought of dialing it back or the thought of delegating or the thought of releasing control scares you, newsflash, you're probably a perfectionist. And that all or nothing thinking, that self-critical piece beating yourself up, you're going to get burnt out. That's exhausting. It's truly exhausting to be a perfectionist. And high achievers are shown in 
time and time again in different research studies to be happier when they're not perfectionists because all perfectionists do, yes, we might, we might be high achieving. Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. But are you happy? Are you happy being a perfectionist? And I think there were times in my life where I thought, well, certainly I'm happy. I love it. I love being a perfectionist. You know, if you're honest with yourself, what's beneath that, that push to be perfect? And usually it's fear. It's fear of not being good enough. It's fear of being judged. It's fear of being viewed as incompetent. It's fear of being lazy. It's fear of not being enough. Examine that. What motivates you? What is it? Is it passion? Passion is great, but what is tied with that passion? Is it fulfillment or is it fear? And perfectionism and cultivating excellence are two different things. So how do we know when we're behaving from that perfectionistic lens or when we're trying to be excellent? Well, when you're a perfectionist, you will be hyper-focused on what you did wrong. If you're in a group even, it will be, what did my group do wrong? What did I do wrong to cause the group to be wrong? And it's very results-focused. It's that external focus. I'm going to achieve all of these things so I could feel good enough. I'm going to win these awards so I could feel like I am enough. It's focused on the outside and it's continually comparing yourself. Comparing yourself to where others are at and where you are not. Now cultivating excellence on the other hand is lesson focused. It's looking at how can I grow? How can I learn? What can I take from this? It's understanding that sometimes your results aren't what you want them to be and that's life. But learning the lessons along the way. And it's truly setting out to do things because it fulfills you, not because you're motivated by failure or by fear of what other people are going to think. Cultivating excellence is doing so from the lens of understanding yourself. When you understand yourself, you truly can cultivate excellence. Now, those sound wonderful on paper, but how do you embrace imperfection? What do we do about that? I think it really boils down to three main things. Three things you can do and three things you should avoid. The three things you should do is reach out for help. Reach out and let others know that you're struggling. Whether it's connecting with girlfriends, whether it's if you know that your life is unmanageable due to your perfectionism, reach out to a therapist, a mentor, a coach. If you need to connect with others, reach out to loved ones. Reach out. Two, practice mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is so much deeper than than coloring or closing your eyes and visualizing your highest self. It's so much deeper than that. Mindfulness is really getting curious. Look at your perfectionism and ask yourself, where does this come from? Why am I doing this? Why do I need to be perfect? And then when those answers are coming to you, giving yourself compassion, talking to yourself like you would a friend. Hey, I feel that you need to be perfect. I'm getting that feeling that you need to be perfect again. Self, you are perfect as you are. It's okay to be imperfect. 
I love you even though you are imperfect. I love you because you are imperfect. You are perfectly imperfect. Saying these things to yourself and giving yourself the same compassion and the same love that you would a friend. Rather than this intense drill sergeant voice of, you need to do this, you need to do that, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Hey, what about this? Oops, you forgot about that. Ooh, that person thinks you're a moron. None of that. Instead, self-compassion, that ease, that same voice you would use if you were talking to your friend. But give it to yourself. Recognize your symptoms, recognize your triggers. For me personally, I know I'm struggling with perfectionism when I'm not taking action, when I'm doing a heck of a lot of procrastinating and when I'm not taking the action, or when I'm taking on too much, when my plate is overflowing and I'm saying yes to more projects and I'm not reflecting, I'm on autopilot, I'm not taking care of myself, I usually know that's when my perfectionistic tendencies are on overdrive. Next, when... When you're struggling with perfectionism, like I mentioned earlier, you lose touch with reality. You make up stories. You make up stories about what other people think about you when you don't even know if that's true. You overanalyze, you overthink, and you really lose grip with reality. So when you're there, the best thing you can do is to get grounded in what is really going on, stay focused, make a task list, And ask yourself, is what I'm thinking true? And then once you ask yourself that, ask yourself a follow-up question, is it really true? Because usually it's not. And then the next part would be, tell yourself a new story. Change that narrative. Ditch the perfectionism. Look at the parts within you that are demanding perfection and decide that you're going to break up with that inner critic. Now the don'ts, the don'ts are just as important as the do's. Don't do it alone. Reach out, reach out, reach out. I can't say reach out enough. We can do we can do hard things, but we cannot do hard things alone. And full disclosure, I just had a full-blown cough attack. And I was so tempted as I'm coughing. I was like, well, I guess I better redo the segment. But you know what? We're talking about perfectionism. And I will not give in. I am going to finish this episode despite my cough attack. (laughs) And I'm just going to roll with it. So here I am practicing what I preach, doing the imperfection thing. And you know what? If I'm being honest, that's something that I have to be mindful of. Throughout my day, I need to say, okay, hey, stop it. Knock it off. Stop with the perfection. We're not doing that today. We're going to embrace imperfection and we're going to move forward. So don't do it alone and do not spiral. When you catch yourself ruminating on a thought, that's you ruminating, trying to find ways you could fix something or be perfect. So when you're ruminating, good time to use that that questioning tool. Is it true? Is it 100% true? And then telling yourself a different story. Next we have, if you're on autopilot, again, don't be on autopilot. Get intentional. Get grounded in intentionality and get clear on what is driving you. Do not let fear drive you. Do not let made up stories drive you. Wake up to the reality that perfectionism is not real. It's not humanly possible. Congratulations, you're human, you're not a robot, 
Your homework after this episode is to go out there and practice imperfection. Do it. Make your day imperfect. Do something that's imperfect. Because the more you could practice imperfection, the easier it is. And the more women especially see other women being imperfect, the better it is for all of us. Embrace that imperfection. You're not a robot. Thank God. And I will see you in the next episode. You know what's coming up next. I'm so excited to talk about it. I just need to give you a little preview. We're talking about gaslighting in the next episode and how that contributes to burnout and everything gas gaslighting related. So go break up with imperfection. Practice imperfection. Let's not burn out together. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connelly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you. Thank you.